fuck, I love that jam. I it could be I could be not in the mood to play Showdown at all, and I hear that jingle, I'm ready to go because that is some hoedown fucking music right there. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit DFS player, and I usually focus on golf and football. No, let me check that. I always focus on golf and football, and my brand is the Showdown Hoedown. That's what we're going to do here. We're going to break down the Showdown contest tonight for Thursday Night Football between the Bengals and the Dolphins. Um, I do this. Look, look, I got a schedule right here. Check this out. I do this for Monday Night Football. I do this for Thursday Night Football. Me and my dude, John Galt JD, do a week-long preview on Tuesday, and we do our final thoughts on Saturday. I also do college football, which is super profitable and nobody gives a fuck about, and I'm also kind of the golf whisperer okay um so come check all that shit out if you like the cut of my jib um we do uh we we we, uh we we got this big wheel right here you see this big ass wheel i do millionaire maker tickets that you get to play with me i buy it we build it together split it 50 50 i'd love to send you half a million dollars you're like hey man i want to get in that very simple brother just go drop down who is the one guy in the comments of this video who's the one guy you're definitely fading tonight right that's all you got to do. Or you go over on Twitter and you just go like and retweet the show. That'll get you a second name in the drawing. The more names you have in there, a great mathematician once said, you'll have more chances of winning. And while you're over there, go drop a follow on the Twitter, Degenerate75. I'm like almost at 3,000, which is crazy because I had like 12 a day ago. So very excited. You wonder, hey, big guy, you're looking kind of tired. Well, I am fucking tired because I didn't want to make the video last night until I have more news about Tua and Waddle tonight to see if they're going to play. So I'm up at the crack of dawn. And by the way, the crack of dawn's like nine o'clock to me. Okay. I've never, I've never actually seen the world at this time. It's fucking crazy. Um, the, the big guy likes to sleep in. This is one of the perks of doing this shit for a living is you get to fucking sleep when you want. It's it, it's not bad. I don't, I don't gotta, I don't gotta wake up at any specific time. All right. Uh, this is going to be a little bit shorter. I don't got my dude John Gold JD here. He has a real job. What a fucking weirdo. Okay, so uh, first of all, let's talk a little contest selection. We're always going to talk about this. It's super important. If you don't know, new guy, probably the most important thing to protect your bankroll and to start. I, I'll never promise you you're going to becoming a winning player at DFS because I truly believe only uh, only a small percentage of people can win at this long term. But what I can do is help you not be such a donkey dick loser all the time. That's what I can do. And that's going to start, especially in NFL with contest selection, right? I'm just going to tell you, I, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to quit playing in any tournament where more than a third of the money goes to first. And that goes for NFL too. You're like, but I want to win a million dollars. You ain't going to win a million bucks, bro. You're not. You're going to dream about winning a million dollars and that's going to get you excited. But what you should really do is you should just go play in uh, the $5 single entry. You should just go play in the $33 single entry. Uh, you should go play in the $100 single entry, uh, the $3 20 max. Those are real tournaments. The payout structures are so much more flat in them. They have much smaller fields that's attainable to actually win them, right? You don't have to hit the stone cold nuts. And even if you do, you split it with 257 people in the millionaire maker. Fuck that. So what I have been doing recently and what I'm really liking is I really like to attack these single entries and three maxes. Everything from the $5 uh, single entry all the way up to the $200 single entry. They have the 50, the 100. They have all kinds of different ones. And what I do is I usually play about five or 10 lineups and I build my narrative, right? Every game, you want to have a script that you think this game is going to play out. Because if you're just picking between all the players across your however many, 10, 20 lineups, however many you're doing, you just, you just, you're just paying the rake because like you're just randomly picking guys. You want guys that are going to be correlated that will do together. So if you have a, a narrative tonight or a game script that you think that the Bengals are going to blow them out and the, the Miami is going to be playing from behind, whatever your fucking script is, I don't care what you choose, but whatever that script is, there's only so many players that will fit into that narrative, right? If the Bengals are going to blow out the dolphins, you can instantly discard the Dolphins defense, right? Like the Bengals blow them out. There's no way the Dolphins defense gets there. You can probably throw out the Dolphins kicker. You can probably also throw out the Dolphins running backs like 
you know, Chase Edmonds. He's probably not going to be getting a lot of rushing touchdowns if they're playing from behind. And so when you pick those scripts, it allows you to start throwing people out. Now you narrow your player pool down and you you take your set amount of lineups, however many you're doing, and you just build around those those players and in in your from your player pool, a nice tight player pool built around a certain script. That's what you do. And a lot of people think, well, all those have to be in the same tournament, but they don't. What I do is I, I have that same pool and I, I build all around that one or two scripts that I like. And I go put a lineup that I like in the 200 single entry, the 100 single entry, the $50 single entry, the 20 max, however many, whatever contest I decide to play in. Right. And that's how I do it. So just this is a big misconception that like I have this player pool and I have to use these players for this contest, but it really it could be for all, across all your lineups. So that's what I've been doing. I really enjoy the single entries. Why? Well, first of all, uh, they have smaller fields. They have flatter payout structures. But the most important thing is in a single entry ownership pools, right? People only get their one lineup. So they're going to get that chalky guy in there because they don't want to miss out. So you're going to get uh, you're going to get even more leverage on your pivots in a single in a single entry. And if you're playing a bunch of pros, you don't want to be playing when they have 150 lineups and you have five. That's just that's a very, very negative EV play. So I, I really enjoy attacking those single entries. That's what the big guy's been doing. I've been enjoying it. I, I will tell you, I don't love uh, I don't love NFL showdown near as much as PGA showdown, but you don't want to hear that because you're here for this. Um, Okay, so that's that's contest selection night. Stay the fuck out of that $15. You're welcome. Stay the hell out of this $33. You're welcome. Uh, you know, a quarter of the money to first is pretty steep. Look, 10th place is only 150th of first. And you ain't going to max that for 150. There ain't no, ch- no chance you're maxing 150 lineups. And I guarantee you some of the big dogs will. You don't want to be playing them when they're putting 150 lineups in that, brother. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, hey. Go give me a like and a follow. You like the cut of my jib? Like and follow. The channel's almost a 1,500. We are blowing the F up. I appreciate you. Now, hey, hey, no ads on this video because I'm not a fucking poor. And all I ask in return is that you give me a like and a sub. What a deal. I don't make a click on ads. You know, pew, 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 none of that shit. You just, you just like and sub. Thanks, brother. Okay, let's get on to the, the slate tonight. This is Run the Sims, new guy. This is the site that me and John Galt swear by. Uh, we actually have a partnership with them. If you want to try it out for a week, I highly encourage you to do it because if you were playing fantasy football without tools you're a moron you really are you just have no chance okay i got a feeling okay get out of here with your feelings okay uh you want to be uh using this the code is dgen75 d-e-g-e-n-75 it'll get you 20 percent off you can't beat it what makes running the sim so cool is you get to go put everything in right now we're just going to look at the generic ones i'm not going to go put in custom sims and let you see what i'm thinking tonight because fuck that so right now uh, we are we are projecting Tua and Waddle in the newest news. I was just you can see over here on Twitter. I was looking up to see what the latest news is. It does appear as though they're both going to play. We're going to have to ask some questions like, will that affect their ownership? Uh, 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 are we worried about reaggravating that injury? Uh, are we worried about uh, you know limited snaps, especially for Waddle? Right? I mean, if Tua is playing, he's going to be out there. But for Waddle, I think we have to worry about is he going to have uh, uh, less usage? I think that's a, a real question we need to ask. So right now you can see the line is forty seven. Uh, Bengals are favored by four at home. Uh, so that gives an implied total of Miami of 21 and a half and 25.5 to the Bengals. The Bengals actually have the highest pace of play so far this season. If you go look at, uh, average plays, but a lot of that is a little misleading because I think they legit had a hundred plays week one and surprising. A lot of people will, people will probably think Miami is one of the faster teams, but you can see they're only averaging 50. Um, what not even 56 plays a game uh the fifth lowest in the nfl so not exactly a super pacey game right i think both these offenses have a lot of stars and they're pretty efficient but i don't think these 
are great shootout candidates because outside of the Bengals having 100 plays that first week where they were playing from behind most of that game, these aren't high-paced teams. And uh, when there's fewer plays, I'm going to let you, a great mathematician said, when there's less plays, there's less chances to score points. Fucking Archimedes right there. Said that shit way back in the day. A brilliant man. Okay, so uh, what we do clear is we're just going to go with the generic uh, uh, inputs and we're going to go with run the Sims and let's see what it says. It runs at 10,000 times and spits out how often people will be in the optimals, right? Uh, I will say the, the ownership at run the Sims, I don't know who they use. I like to use the ownership that we have over on my discord jungle. JD does it. And his is spot on accurate because it's all about getting leverage on your plays, right? So what does that mean to get a leverage on your play? Well, first of all, uh, it's showing Joe Burrow tonight. He will be 60% owned in the flex, 17% owned in the captain. So he's basically going to be, uh, in seven, uh, 77, uh, of lineups. Right. And so because of that, you would he would need to be in the optimizer rate at about 77%. And look, he's actually in there 77.1 in the generics. So he is almost an exactly equal leverage play, right? Like if you play him, uh, you, you would expect him to show up in the optimals about at the ownership he's going to be played. So I think what's dumb is if you're going to play Joe Burrow and you play him in one out of four of your lineups, I think that's stupid because you're so under leveraged on him, you'd almost be better just fading. That's my, that's my take on it. So who are going to be some guys that are going to be over leveraged? Well, according to this, uh, according to Run the Sims, uh, Tyree Kill. And this is with the generic. Um, this is with the generic inputs. If if you think that Waddle's going to be limited tonight, he's going to be on a pitch count. Well, then maybe you go bump up Tyree Kill's usage and catch rate, and you go drop down Waddle's to offset that. And I bet you would see this spit you out some very different numbers. That's what makes this tool so great, right? Uh, but as of right now, with the generic inputs, it is showing Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as the two most over-leveraged players tonight, right? That people will be playing relative to where they are. And I think that the, that's for a couple reasons, right? One, they're both expensive as shit. They're both over $10,000, so they're very price prohibitive, right? And when you have guys that are price prohibitive, it really dramatically changes what you can do with the rest of your lineup and blocks you out from getting other guys that are likely to get a lot of points, right? If you're playing Tyreek Hill or Waddle, you're almost assuredly, especially if you're playing them with... With, uh, you know, stacking them with Tua, uh, you almost assuredly have to put a punt or a, a defense and a kicker in your lineup just to make it mathematically work, right? So these guys, it's not that they're necessarily bad plays. It's what they do to the rest of your lineup that you really have to consider uh, when, when, when considering adding them to your player pool. So uh, players that are like really low. Oh, look at this. Cedric Wilson, 13% total leverage. They only have, well, they got him coming in at only 1% ownership, but they're saying he'll show up in the optimals 14% of the time. I, you know, Cedric Wilson, if you're going to play the narrative that Jalen Waddle is going to be a little hobbled or that just maybe the Dolphins are going to be playing from behind and they're going to, you know, be running a lot of three wide receiver sets trying to come back in the second half. I think Cedric Wilson's a smash play because he really has been getting the majority of that third wide receiver role. So if that's the narrative you're going to play, you're you, he'd be a great play. Now, if you're playing that it's going to be a tight, low scoring game, or if you're playing the narrative that the Bengals are going to or the Dolphins will be ahead. I don't love Cedric Wilson. I don't see a lot of ways he gets there unless he catches a big bomb in the first half. But if the Dolphins are playing ahead, Cedric Wilson, not a great play. If they're playing from behind, which the, which the line of the game would seem to indicate, he all of a sudden becomes a legitimate play. So what are the kind of scripts that would lead us to playing to certain players, right? Like if you think the Bengals are going to kick that ass tonight, I would say you almost certainly want to probably have Burrow in there, probably Mixon, and one of the two big pass catchers. I, like if you're really playing a Bengals are going to whoop that ass narrative. And I don't, I don't care what your script is. I'm saying if that's what you do. By the way, script, narrative, same fucking term, okay? So if that's what you're going to play, you do that, right? If that's your narrative. And to do that, 
then you probably also want to think, well, if the Bengals are whooping that ass, I should probably get their defense in there because there's a good chance that the Dolphins are going to be behind in the second half chunking the ball. And when you're chunking the ball, that's more chances for sacks, strips, fumbles, pick sixes, all those things that get our defense big points. So you got to be open to that. You also got to be open to the kicker. He's probably going to have a lot of chances for field goals and extra points if the Bengals are constantly uh, scoring and in scoring position. Uh, Those are all things to consider. You probably don't want to play Miami's kicker. Chase Edmonds, probably don't want to play him. He's been getting the goal line work, but it seems like Mostert's been getting most of the pass catching, which kind of is not the reality that I thought. You'd also have to think in a blowout, uh, 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 if the Bengals are whooping that ass, are they really going to keep Waddle out there if he's you know, possibly you know, only 80%? Those are guys that I would start Xing out. If you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, well, then you want to start looking more at kickers and defenses. I also like running backs more in low-scoring scripts. They get there more often because in low-scoring scripts, there tends to be fewer passes. And when there's fewer passes, that means fewer catches. And if you don't know on DraftKings, uh, catches count as a full point. So they're kind of fucking important. That's why wide receivers always outscore running backs. But in a game where there's less uh, passes and receptions being had, well, then running backs all of a sudden become more valuable, right? And I think this game actually will be relatively slow. I think the the Bengals, uh, they appear to to be the fastest team in the NFL, but it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? When you take out the, they're averaging 75 plays a game. So if you take that out, it'd be 120. They're really only averaging about 62 plays a game since that first game, right? And then the Dolphins, we already saw, are one of the slowest teams in the NFL. And I can't imagine with a banged up two and a banged up uh, Jalen uh, Waddle that they are going to uh, be uh, be that sneaky. Uh, or be, or be that high pace. Sorry, I was already on to my next thought. I think a lot of people are going to try to get sneaky here with Ty, uh, Tyler Boyd. He had that big week last week, but I'm telling you, man, I don't love him. I don't, don't I, I, that's just one that I'm not going to be chasing that on. Uh, you know, he, he has his two or three spike week performances a year. Uh, he got lucky and had one last week. I'm not going to pay an ownership premium plus 7,000 for a third wide receiver. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. If, if you want to get cute, I would go to Hayden Hurst. He is due to have a good game. Uh, I think I, I think he'll be at moderate ownership, and he has uh, you know he has a, a two touchdown game in him, right? He could he, that there is a script in which he gets there. Uh, other sneaky plays, I, Mike Gesicki is overpriced. Uh, you know, I would only play Gesicki if I think that the Dolphins are going to be playing from behind. I think in a normal script where it's low scoring or a moderately scoring game, or the Dolphins are ahead, I don't think Mike Gesicki gets there. Um, that would be that would be my take on it. Um, the last thing you really want to consider is onslaughts, right? If if you really think one team's going to whoop that ass, very often a 5-1 onslaught gets there. It gets there a lot more than you think it does, right? And so if you really think that the Dolphins are going to kick that ass or the Bengals are going to kick that ass, don't be afraid to go with a 5-1 onslaught. And if you think, and then I, the bring back on the, the one from the team. So let's say you think the Dolphins are going to whoop that ass. Well, then the bring back from the Bengals has to be a pass catcher, right? Because they're probably going to be playing from behind and you just hope that guy gets some garbage, garbage catches. Um, that's what that's what you do. I, I tried doing that. I, I thought the Browns were going to whoop the Steelers' ass. What was that on Sunday Night Football? So I just ran five Browns out there and ran it back with Deontay Johnson, and it worked out pretty well because Deontay was getting most of the most of the market share, and the and the Browns were basically controlling the game. It it, it worked out pretty well. Didn't hit the nuts, but it definitely cashed. Um, you know, and just another break or two, a play here, a play there. Then all of a sudden, you're winning with that one, right? So uh, that's something to consider. Uh, if 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 you if you want to play. You know the 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 uh, Dolphins blow them out. Well, then I would probably you know if if the Dolphins are going to blow them out, you got to think Mostert gets there more than Chase. Or no, excuse me, you got to think Chase Edmonds gets there more than Mostert because Chase Edmonds somehow has become a goal linebacker. What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? What is what is reality? So uh, that's something to consider, right? Uh, yeah, and then uh, I, I the the defenses are always an option. If you think it's going to be a low scoring game, 
uh, that a lot of people say play the defenses in those games, and you can. I just never really like to play both defenses in the same lineup unless it's a true slog. And I think this game has enough good players in it that playing both defenses together is kind of uh, not productive. I also think that these teams have efficient enough offenses that I would never play both kickers together in the same lineup. Uh, and I, I, what I definitely wouldn't do, I already got asked about this on my Discord, is should I ever stack both running backs, right? Should I stack Mozart and, uh, and Edmonds? Or should I stack Mixon and uh, uh, Pirine? And the answer is, like, I no. I mean, yes, that will be a very unique build, and not a lot of people will have it. But at some point, what you're doing here is you are giving up. Like, you're, you, are, you are chasing such a rare script that would ever happen that both of those running backs would get there that it doesn't justify the leverage that that lineup would have to be different than all the other lineups, right? There's just not many game scripts where I could see Mosert and Edmonds getting there, right? Same, same with Mixon and P. Ryan. So I think that that's just a very bad play. I think that if you think the Bengals are going to control this game, you play Mixon. If you think they're going to be playing behind, you probably play P. Ryan. Same thing with Miami. If you think they're going to be leading, you probably play Edmonds. If you think they're going to be behind, you play Mozart. Right? There you go. Uh, if you're going to play you know, with Burrow and Tua, neither of them being huge rushing guys, this will probably be the last point I'll make. If you're going to play, uh, if you're going to play Burrow with two pass catchers, you probably want to consider putting him in the captain spot, right? Because he will get there. If he's going to be the captain, the highest scoring guy on the slate, which is what we want our captain to be, right? You're, he'll almost always get there with two pass catchers, okay? If you're playing if you're playing a Burrow, Mixon, and Chase in your lineup and uh, and then you know punting at your other three spots, well, then I, I, I don't know if I would put Burrow at the captain because I don't think he can get there as a captain only getting one wide receiver, right? Well, you're probably saying, once if Jamar Chase has 180 yards? Well, if Jamar Chase has 180 yards, he'll be the captain, mother father. So then you wouldn't want to play Burrow there. So you got to think about, like, for Burrow to be the highest scoring guy and to justify being your captain, what kind of game is he going to need? And it's probably going to be where he throws three touchdowns and 300 yards across numerous receivers, right? And in that case, you would almost certainly need two of those receivers to gobble up all that usage. So be very aware of that. Same thing with Tua. I am not putting Tua at my captain unless I have him with at least two pass catchers because that's probably the only way he gets there. He just, you know, everybody thinks Tua is a great runner, but he just doesn't accumulate tons of rushing stats uh, like a like a Lamar or a Hertz. Lamar and Hertz could probably get there as a captain with just one pass catcher but but th this ain't those guys this is burrow and tua and i think they need two pass catchers so if i'm playing either of those guys in my captain spot i am definitely putting them with at least two pass catchers at least two pass catchers so that's uh that's 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 my hot take um me and John are going to do our stream tonight. It'll be for the Discord only. If you want access to my Discord, it is through this Patreon. You sign up through the Patreon. We're almost to 300 members. It's down in the description. Come check it out. It's growing every day. It's fucking wild. Um, and we will be doing our uh, video for them uh, two hours before kick. Uh, answering all their questions. Don't forget to come check me out for all the other content. Definitely be back Saturday for me and John's final thoughts as we break down the week-long slate. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this video. I hope you kick some ass, and I hope you like and subscribe, you mother father. But most importantly, I hope you enjoy my outro.